Good morning, everybody. Talking Hats HD coming at you live on a Saturday morning here. I tweeted out the schedule. If anybody is actually up and watching, you can go ahead and jump in with us. Um, you can hit us up, uh, either Twitter or email. Send, me, uh, send us a direct message. I'll loop you into the Zoom if you want to or give us a call. Um, we're going to start things up right away because we've got a big game coming up right after the show here, Ohio State and Michigan. And uh, we're actually going to go ahead and get things started there. Um, I'm Dale. That's Harish, as always, coming at you. And I'm going to throw things to Harish to get started on this Michigan-Ohio State game. Go ahead and lead us off. Man, like, I've been see what he's wearing. This. You see what he's wearing. <laughs> you know who's going to win today. Yeah. You know who's going to win. I mean, ain't no doubt about it. But, let, I mean, all, all jokes aside, uh, I don't think this, this game is probably one of the biggest games that I am expecting to see for a very long time. Both teams had their struggles and now they, they they still have their struggles, but I believe if Michigan can run the ball effectively, not and don't play this two quarterback back and forth nonsense that they could have beaten Michigan State with. Michigan State just took that 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 fumble killed them. If they don't do that against Ohio State, control the ball and kind of drive down, take like 10, 15 yards, don't need to go for like the Hail Mary pass or the or the or the rah-rah pass. Contain their quarterback, contain their receivers. This is a winnable game by twenty. Oh, I said it twenty. So the the line I believe is Ohio State's favorite by seven. Um, and and, and they uh, always are. They're always favored, and I hate that. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to like interrupt. I I, I, nah, I hate them. I, 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 I actually was surprised you stopped when you did. I thought you'd have a lot more to say about this one, being that this is Michigan Super Bowl. Uh, Jim Harbaugh's measuring stick. I have to keep it family friendly. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I do want other people to come. I mean, during the game, I probably will be saying a little bit more, but, you know, I want people yeah. to come and enjoy the show. I will say it after you finish. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off in the middle. No, no, no. Of the I, I, this was, for me, this was like topic A for you. So I was, that's why I, threw, I kicked it right to yeah. you to start the show with this. I mean, I I mean, I saw all the Twitter feeds back and forth. The Ohio State's a bunch of snobs. I mean, they can say that about us. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna lie. We do have our moments. We do kind of snobbish, but every year they kind of rub their in their face. Oh, we've beat you guys five years in a row. Blah blah blah. But I I have a really good feeling that this year is our year. This is our year this year, and we're gonna put that whooping on them. If we can, it, it, all they have to do is play smart, smart football. Don't I'm not a big fan of this two quarterback exchange in the middle of the game when you're when you're okay. If you're gonna do a gimmicky thing, do it in the beginning, get it out of your system so you're not affecting the game. When yeah. you're when it's crunch time, you don't do that. You don't put McCaffrey in and say, Hey, go run a QB option, and where everybody knows you're gonna run a QB option. <laughs> like, yeah. like I mean, Stevie Wonder can see they're gonna run a QB option when he hears McNamara's name in there, <laughs> or or, or uh, and um, not McNamara, but um. McCaffrey's name in so I'm animated today because I and I I feel bad for Dale because he he is on Denver time and I was like is there a way we can switch the timing of our normal podcast to 11 o'clock my time and nine your time so the game we can I can watch the game and I felt and I and I kind of thought about I was like maybe I shouldn't watch it too much because my blood pressure might rise (laughs) but I do appreciate that and at the end of the day I know Ohio State's favored by seven they're, they've always been favored against Michigan in the last five years. I don't think the, the people in Vegas understand um, that Ohio State has been playing kind of pretty, like, not to their capability football. 
And they're playing at the big house today, even though the weather is not, the weather is, I mean, it's cold. I mean, they both play in cold weather, but that Michigan weather, when you, when you come to the big house, that weather's a little bit different, just a tad bit, but you know, we will see what happens today. I hope the boys in blue go blue. We'll pull it off today. Um, I'm just ecstatic. I'm, words can't explain because today is our, like, it's, it's the biggest rivalry in football in college football. And today's bigger because if Michigan wins, they knock out Ohio State from the playoffs and they are in line for the Big Ten championship, which Michigan has not won in the last couple of years. So this is also another kind of a tick in their feather. And if to beat Ohio State in Ann Harbor to get to where they need to get to, man, Thanksgiving can't get any better. We'll get into the NFL games and why I'm really excited about that, too, because of our Washington football team. But today, today it starts. So I'm going to throw it back to Dale so he, he can see the giddiness in my face. But <laughs> Oh, yeah, and, that, and that's 100% what I was expecting and hoping for, um, touching, leading off the show with that. I knew that that would be the, the firecracker right there. So that, that's good stuff all around. Um, I, you know, shockingly enough, and I don't really have a rooting interest in this game, but shockingly enough, I agree with you 100%. There is no reason I should lean Michigan on this. Um, history is firmly... Uh, implanted and entrenched on Ohio State's side, um, the, the recent history in this rivalry. Ohio State is just, frankly, it hasn't even been a rivalry. Ohio State has just owned it uh, yeah. flat out. And uh, Jim Harbaugh, he, he has, he's had solid seasons in all his time there. He hasn't won this one. This is the one. Michigan, the fans don't care about any of You can lose every other game. If you win this one, just like it used to be with the Redskins and Cowboys, if you win, that, if you win those games, those are the ones the fans care about. And I think and, and I'll check the line again. It's seven and a half. Um, I think, frankly, this is the year that Michigan gets it done. At the big house, it's going to be snowing, freezing cold, classic football weather. Ohio State's a high-powered offense. Um, so I think with that kind of weather, it's putting, it's putting the ball in Michigan's court. Um, they're at home. They can play a, a stopper knocker, you know, grind it out type of football game like they did against Michigan State. Come out that same brand of football. They lost that game, but it was close down to the end. Um, that's what they need in this kind of game. If they let Ohio State get out and running, then it's, it's, I mean, it can be over early. But I don't think they'll do that. I think they'll take control right away and, and go ahead and grind it out. Maybe I'm, maybe it's just due theory, but I just I think they're due. And also, I'll, t I'll tell you this. They lost the Michigan State game because of McCaffrey's fumble. Because the momentum shift like mm -hmm. 100%. They can't do that against yeah. Ohio State. And yeah. if they do that against Ohio State early, as you said, I mean, if the momentum swings, Ohio State's a team that, I mean, every team's momentum as, as base, right? But there's something with that team that I hate about when, when momentum switches, the calls don't go our way. It goes their way. So every time something happens, it's like, come on, seriously? But I'll say this. If Michigan loses today Ohio, uh, to Ohio State, Harbaugh's gone. He's fired. He's fired at the end of the season. They won't do it in the middle, but he's gone because in his tenure, he's not beaten Ohio State. And the way you measure yourself as a Michigan team is to beat Ohio State. If you don't beat Ohio State in the years you are there, you are gone. And this is his moment. And I hope the moment is not bigger than him. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, I hope he, he can't wiggle his way out of this one because some of the stuff he's done in the last few games are questionable because they haven't won big. They've won only by like like a few scores, and yeah. that's dangerous because they're not playing a complete game. And if they don't play a complete game against Ohio State, it's going to be it's going to be hell. I, I mean, my the fanboy in me says twenty points, <laughs> screw Vegas. But reality, 
you have to play a perfect game. Perfect game. Uh-huh. Yeah. Perfect. And, like, and you, you're more in, in, in line and in tune with Michigan football than I am, but I haven't heard anything about Harbaugh being on the hot seat. And I think, and, and I'm not saying he's not, he could very well be. Um, but I would think the reason that they wouldn't put anything out there um, even along those lines is because NFL teams, I think, will still be lined up to bring him back if, if those rumors even got out. Like, if rumors even seeped out, a team would jump on that and be like, hey, man, you know you, you know what's going on. So we've got a spot here for you. So That's just me. Because, like, every coach that has come, like, going after Greg Lloyd retired from Rich Rod to now, like, if you don't beat the Ohio State, rumblings and grumblings will start happening after the game because Harbaugh has not beaten him in his what five years at Michigan if I remember correctly I, I, whatever how somewhere in there been, yeah how long is 10 he's never beaten Ohio State he's never gotten a big 10 championship I don't think because you have to be you have to go through Buckeye Valley to get to the big 10 championship and he has not done that and yeah. and I think people are kind of itching for that moment and if he wins today he has solidified himself in history a for his tenure not beating it, and B, the, the 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 this game is going to dictate if Michigan can actually go to a national championship, can actually go to the national championship. Yeah, and and I'm going to call it now. They'll win today, but at least two scores, at least by two scores, and they'll win the Big Ten championship by two scores because once you beat Ohio State and you get to that level. You cannot be stopped. Your, your momentum, your your confidence at an all-time high. So I'm calling it. I hope I'm right. So don't take my word. I'm just my fanboy popping out right now. Two-score game, guys. Two-score game. Um, don't 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 rely upon me. Um, we'll have David Betts maybe later on in the thing maybe to ask if I was right or not. But <laughs> I'm predicting a two-score game. Two-score game in, in, in front of the Wolverines. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, like I said, Michigan's been solid all year. They're only lost band to Michigan State. They did have a clunker versus Rutgers. Uh, that's kind of suspicious. But um, they want a close one in Nebraska. Nebraska's, you know, they're, they're decent. They've, and they actually have a, a young quarterback who played yesterday, played pretty well when they lost the game. But their future's mm-hmm. bright. So that'll be a nice, nice game to look forward to down the road, Michigan and Nebraska. Um, they went into Happy Valley and knocked off Penn State. People were calling for an upset there, but they took care of business there. Another close game. But, again, on the road in Happy Valley, that's a big win. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ohio State has also beaten Penn State and Nebraska. I think they beat uh, Nebraska. No, that was a close game. And then Penn yeah. State, I think they handled them. Uh, their only loss was to Oregon early on in the season when Oregon was good. They've fallen off since. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they uh, they annihilated Michigan State last week. So common opponent, if you're looking at it that way, that, 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 that leans things in Ohio State's favor. But like I said, the equalizer here is going to be playing in the big house with that yeah. kind of weather and then the game plan. I think I think Harbaugh will put pieces together this week to bring yeah. it on home. My biggest fear is Murphy's Law. What can go wrong will go wrong. That's my, that's my biggest fear. And, like, and at Ohio State, I, I, would, I would be with you on that. And the refs will be on their side. So I think home cooking, you know, that's going to swing some things in their favor. Yeah. I'm a little, so you know about me, my, I'm always skeptic on things. Like I have like a little bit of skepticism always creeps in with me because yeah. like being a Michigan fan, it's like a roller coaster. You have your highs and you have your lows. But if I, I told the, I told the missus today, if things don't go well, don't just, I'm not, I'm not going to be a happy camper. Like I'm just not going to be, yeah. but here nor there. Great. Let's transition Let's, into the before, Wizards. You want to go well, there? Or well, you wanna... see, 
before we get into the Wizards, I want to knock the two uh, boring my local teams out of the way, and then we can get into the meat of the show, the Wizards, okay. and then finish up with uh, at the sports segment with Washington football and NFL and all okay. that. Okay. Because um, the Wizards, I got to <laughs> – that, that's going to be, I, I think that's going to be a longer segment than even, okay, even, okay, okay. even uh, the Michigan topic because, you know, yeah, <laughs> for obvious reasons. But um, we can, we can uh, go next into uh, the Broncos who have the yeah. Chargers up uh, on uh, tomorrow. They've got the Chargers at home. Um, they're coming off some struggles, obviously, before the bye week here. Um, and there were some grumblings going into the bye. Uh, will they make a quarterback switch here um, from Bridgewater to Locke? Um, mm. They've been quiet about that throughout the bye week, and nobody has really heard anything as a, uh, with regard to which direction they're going to take coming out of the bye. I'm, 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 uh, a belie- I'm not a believer in Bridgewater, but I think that they're going to stick with him just because they know that he brings a consistent hand to the position. He's not, he's not going to win any games, but he's not going to turn the ball over in, in critical mm-hmm. situations like a swashbuckler and Drew Locke will. He play, Drew Locke plays like uh, Heineke did um, earlier this season, but that's like been his career trend is just that kind of inconsistent play. Heineke, and I can't say Heineke's that same guy anymore because these past two weeks, he's looked like a legit NFL starting quarterback. And, and we'll touch on we'll, – I, I was about to go down the whole road with him, but we can get into that later on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, with, with the Chargers coming to town, um, I don't expect them – I don't expect the Broncos to win. And coming out of the bye with a loss, I think that'll be it for Fangio. I think he'll be mm-hmm. fired after the game. I don't after know if you follow, follow the Broncos at all and want mm-hmm. to touch on any of that. But See, I, I, I have a soft spot for Teddy. Like Teddy Bridgewater, I, I just have a soft spot for him. I mean, like I, he just got a – I mean, when he was at Minnesota and he got that leg injury, it kind of derailed his career. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a pretty significant injury. And the way he battled back – Carolina did him dirty. I'm not even going to lie. Carolina did him dirty a little bit. It was a but bad situation see, overall for him. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's business, right? It, mm-hmm. it, it sucks, but it's 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 not the way that I, we would do business. And, and honestly, if Dale and I were running, I don't think we would do it that way. But no, nah, and that's why I wouldn't win because I would I wouldn't I would heal, I would hold the human aspect into things instead of just looking at you know just business looking at, dollars looking at the numbers, right? the bottom line. Yeah, you know, and that's how you can win like that, though. You can win like that. Like it's a proven, it's proven, it's a proven formula. But it's, I'll put it this way: you can do it. You can do good business if you tell them beforehand. I just believe that Teddy Bridgewater situation in Carolina got muddy when they started making all these trades, and Sam Darnold wanted to like, like the Jets were like, "Oh, we don't need Sam Darnold anymore." Donald's a mediocre quarterback. Let's be real here, okay? If you he will be have, a career backup after this season, yeah. I say, if Bridgewater, I, I, I go back to Michael Vick. If Michael Vick learned how to play the quarterback position instead of them trying to say, "Hey, just use your legs and run," he would have been probably one of the top three quarterbacks or four quarterbacks of all time. I mean, that man can throw a ball. Just well, and, and Philly, he became that guy. Um, see, that's the thing, though. Just exactly. like Randall Cunningham's career transition yes. in Minnesota. Yes. And I believe if Teddy – and Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater is still young. He's not he, He's not even in his 30s yet, I don't believe. I think he's – nah, he, He's very young. He's like – he might be like 26, 27 because he came that's into the I league thought, young. Right? He's very young. So if they move on, let, let's say if they make that transition and go to lock or whatever, they're making they're making the team suicide. They're doing they're, they're going to suicide their team offensively and defensively. The reason why I say that is Locke has been known notoriously for everywhere he has been to not grasp like pressure situations and not grasp the situation where it's been. 
he'll throw an interception in a timely possession where you will lose the game and you demoralize the entire team. And he, and he, you can say whatever you want. He, he probably the nicest guy in the world. Who knows? I'm just, you're just speaking like what shows on film. Yeah. And with Teddy, if they sit Teddy Bridgewater now against that San Diego defense, it, it, you might as well chalk up that L. You might as well just chalk up that L because they have the weapons. I just think it's the the coaching, as you say. I, I don't think Flangio is is that much of a better coach or a thing. He just needs Bridgewater needs a coach with structure and knows how to coach offense and how and to. Pat Shermer is their offensive coordinator, and his offense is so vanilla and bland. Um, He's not doing Fangio any favors. You think Jason Garrett might go to Denver? Because he, no. he's no. I, the the next coach of the Broncos will hopefully, and I don't I don't know what Elway's thinking. Who whoever knows what Elway's thinking. But I, the next coach, in my opinion, of the Broncos needs to be someone from the Shanahan tree, someone who mm-hmm. runs that same kind of system like Minnesota's running now. They have somebody from the Shanahan tree calling their plays. I think it's Gary Kubiak's son calling Kubiak, their plays. Oh, Junior. I, didn't I, know that. His, I think oh. his son is calling plays there. Okay. And then um, in San Francisco, of course, they run a Shanahan's offense. It's Kyle. And then um, L.A., um, the, the Rams run a version because McVay's from that tree. Yep. Um, so you need to – they in Denver, that all kind of offense has been successful because when teams come here at that altitude, you just run the ball down their throats. That's going to wear out the defense with that altitude. And that's why Shanahan had that success. They need that kind of style of football here that's not QB-centric. Of course, you need somebody at the helm who, who's not going to lose you games. But here, you don't need a Manning to win. You need somebody who's going to go out there and manage the game and, and get the ball uh, into the running back's hands to run that zone-blocking scheme. I hope they go that route. I never know with Elway. I wouldn't be sad if this was it for him either because uh, he has not done well. He got lucky with Peyton. But outside of that, he hasn't done well. And, and really – should have won two with Peyton, only won one. So, oh, uh, you know. Yeah. And, and some of the trades he's made. Yeah, like, drafts, he, trades, I don't. He got rid of your um, Denver's number one receiver at that time with Manning, and I, and I never understood that. Like, I never understood why you would trade somebody. Oh, was it Demarcus Thomas at that time? Or? Uh, Demarius. Demarius, had, he had some injuries, but he – well, I want to say he still has some left in the tank, but he didn't end up doing anything anywhere else. But that's my guy. Uh, he had a great career. Very nice guy. I ain't gonna badmouth him at all. He's, I mean, that's a yeah. good dude. Like that man, like I, he was the heart and soul of that offense. And once you yep. get rid of somebody like that, it's it is very demoted. But hear me out. I, you know me and my little hail very fast. What happens if Mike Shanahan comes back into coaching? Do you think that door is still open for him to come back to Denver on a on, on, on a white horse to save the team and the franchise? Unfortunately, I don't. Even though there's precedent with Gibbs coming back to Washington, the, and they're there were talks before um, Elway hired Fangio that him and Shanahan were meeting about the job. And I think a last minute disagreement derailed those talks. Um, and that, and that to me is going to end up sinking, hopefully always tenure here as, uh, mm-hmm. as the, the guy calling the shots. Even, there's a guy named George Payton. They, they say is in charge of it. Elway is still, I mean, he hired him. So your boss is going to be really the one behind the scenes calling the shots. But I, I would love, I would love if they, if they got Shanahan. So, I mean, bring him in as a consultant. The guy needs to be involved. And I was at, I was at Shanahan's restaurant having dinner um, with my wife. Uh, and we were talking to the waiter about, you know, telling him how we know Shanahan and all that. We, you know, we know coaches. They ever come in. He's like, yeah, he's in here twice a week. Matter of fact, uh, last week, 
he was in here with Elway. They were having a secret meeting in the back back room there. They have a little private dining area. He was like, oh. uh, Shannon had an Elway had a little secret meeting. I was like, I hope that's about him coming back as coach. And then it ended, what it ended up actually being about was um, Shanahan's bus ceremony and all that stuff. They had a little ceremony at the stadium before a game. Gotcha, so gotcha, uh, gotcha. To, to put his bust outside the stadium. So that's so what that was do you, about. Do you think the owner is getting tired of like Elway at, at some point? He has to have, right? Like, do you, do you feel that the owner is just saying like, you know what? Like, I don't see this team going in the right direction that you're leading them in and then just fire Elway at the end of the season. You know what the problem is with the owner is the ownership situation is kind of in flux right now. Um, after Pat Boland passed away, right. um, there are two sides of his family battling over who's going to take over ownership. Um, it's leaning towards one of his daughters um, winning out in the end, but things are just really kind of up in the air. Mm. Um, so with that, with that part of it not being settled, um, they, this mess might be left in place for another season or two until they get that stuff worked out. But, yeah, just like what happened in Washington when Jack Cancook passed away, he didn't bring it to his son, and the bidding war began, and Danny, uh-huh. old boy, cut out his son, and when they said, so here we are. Yeah, I just feel, I mean, Denver always has a soft spot in my heart. I love Denver, like, when I was growing up, like, my, my aunt loved Elway, like, I mean, she was a huge Elway fan growing uh-huh. up. And I always, and I always like, I've always liked them. And they, they had nothing, you know. It's just sad to see great franchises run into the ground. Like, it's just sad. Yep. Like, 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 I'll take even since like Thanksgiving game, Detroit, right? Detroit yeah. at one point in time in the 70s, like, I, yeah, they used to be like a very good team. Even in the early 80s, the early 90s, they used to be a pretty, pretty decent team. But with bad GMs, bad, like, you know, decision making, it's just that that team has been driven to the guy. And now look at them. They're like, oh, and 10. I honestly thought they'll beat the Bears. I honestly thought that. But yeah. You know, just like in Lions fashion, losing on a field goal this year, here nor there. And which relates me back to the Denver Nuggets. Why is like, is, is there, are they losing because Jokic is suspended or are they losing because they're, they don't, he's like kind of like the focal point and no one knows what to do because they, they, they kind of lost the, the big guy in the middle. I'll, I'll throw my Broncos pick for the game. Uh, the, the Chargers are favorite two and a half. I'm taking the Chargers okay. with the points. I mean, I mean, you know, I think they'll win that game handily okay. here in Denver with uh, Herbert, no problem. Mm-hmm. But um, the Nuggets struggles. Um, it's clearly because Jokic, he's been out with a wrist injury. Um, mm-hmm. And then their next game is against Miami, uh, at Miami on Monday night. He will be back for that game. Um, the rematch against Morris. His brothers have already said they're going to town for the game. So, honestly, I don't. I don't expect anything. I think they'll go out there and shake hands and squash it. But they're gonna. But they're gonna sell it before the game to get eyes to watch. Um, but I think they'll go out there and shake hands, and, and it'll be nothing. Um, and I think Denver will get back right back on track and win that game. And then I, they had they lost to the Bucks last night, so they've lost uh, I think six in a row here without Jokic. Because um, he's been out with an injury. He's been warmed up before every game and, and has looked good. And he's even told the coach, man, I want to get back to that. I want to play. But they've been, you know, of course, this early in the season, they've been being cautious. And I'm, I'm sure expecting to win one or two of these games, but they lost them all. I, don't, I think if they had known they lose all of them, that he would have been out there playing. Mm. But starting uh, Monday night, they've got a seven-game road trip coming up. And I think they can win six or seven on this road trip because they've got uh, Miami. They'll win that one just because of what happened before. They're going to go out there and win that. They've got the Magic up next. Uh, then they're going to the Knicks. Uh, 
that that's tough, but they should win that game. Then they've got Chicago. I think they beat Chicago here a couple weeks ago or a couple, you know, not too long ago. I think they'll win that game. Um, and so their next real tough game is when they come back home and Washington comes to town. And I'm going mm-hmm. to that game. Yeah, that'll be a great <laughs> so, game. Yeah, that'll be it will a really be. good game to see. Uh-huh. Yeah. It'll be like it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be fun too. Yeah. It'll, be, it'll be it'll be bumps and bruises. It'll be an awesome game to kind of go see that. Yeah, I, I just feel that Miami game, I think they I think everybody has had that circled. Everybody yeah. has that circled on their calendar, and it's going to be it's, it's going to be a great like you know like a heavyweight match boxing. Yeah. There's, there's going to be preludes, everything how they have pre-fight like you know like um, caricatures. It's, it's going to be fun. Yeah. It's really going to be fun. Definitely, you know that's that's must see TV right there. Uh, so everybody check that one out. <laughs> that, that that that's going to be. I mean, I, I I expect them to go out there and shake hands, but I hope I hope they don't. I want this bad blood to keep going. I want you know it would be cool. They kept it going throughout the whole season and met up in the finals. Miami's oh, solid enough to make it. Denver's wow. solid enough to make it. I'm not calling that, but that would be cool. <laughs> but this I mean, will be their last matchup this season, though. So I hope be it's Because cool, yeah. you, you just remind me of taking it back to the Bulls in Detroit's time, or even like, you know, when the Lakers were playing the Boston Celtics, they just waited for them for the finals and and, yeah. and they never disappointed. They never disappointed. So that that's a that's a unique pick. That's a, that's a, that's actually. I mean, it could happen. I mean, it's so early on in the season. Um, you know, I mean, that, that, that kind of runs right into our next segment with the Wizards. Like, you know, it's so early on in the season. Everybody's like, oh, this they're going to win this, and we we know we knew that they're going to lose some games. But the way they're losing their games is what's what's bugging us because. They're not playing like when Chris Miller was like, "What is Wizards basketball?" I I believe I think I believe. I mean, Dale, you can you can jump in when you if, if I'm if I'm not correct. Like I think they need they need to play team basketball, pass passing instead of taking too many three pointers. Like if if you have an open lane, take it. If you have an open two, take it. Because because if you as the old saying goes, you live by the three and you can die by the three. And their defense is somewhat like lackadaisical at times. I'm not saying that they're like whole into it. It's just it just seems to me that when they miss the three point shot or they're just or they come back when they're trying to set up, it's just like they have a defensive breakdown. They don't know who to guard or how to like you know where the ball is positioning. And some of these shots that the other teams are making, they're high percentage shots because they're not up in their face. They're kind of back. They're kind of playing like I, I don't want to say lazy defense, but not like um, in your face or in like they don't know what to do. They're, they're kind of confused. And I don't know if, if that's just that they, they took, I hate to say this, took the night off and say, oh, we can beat this team. We can come back and score 30 points. And we've done it before. But what kind of showed me is OKC, I mean, that team is a young team, but they shouldn't have lost. I mean, they, I mean, they shouldn't have won by three. I mean, yeah. Uh, first of all, I had money on that game. So I was, I was sweating it down to the end. I was like, how are y'all going to lose to these teams? They're, their best player, I mean, it's Shai Gilgis-Alexander, but then second best player outside of him, I mean, like G League talent. Like, Lou Dort is a good defender, but he wouldn't be on starting on any other NBA team. He's starting on this team. Uh, I mean, come on now. I mean. Why were they hyping so up Giddy so much? Who? Giddy, whatever that guy, the point guard or the powerful, whatever his name is, like, last name is Giddy. Like, like oh, I'm so Giddy. Like, G-I-D-D-Y. <laughs> I don't know who this guy is. And, and that's my point, man. How, how can, well, they struggled, but I'll give them credit in the fact that they held them under 100 points. And they, mm-hmm. they've lost 
two out of their last six. And I actually thought that, I mean, it feels like it's been worse than that. Um, just because, like you said, the way they've lost some of these games, um, they let, they lost at their first loss in this skid, and this last uh, six games was to, to Charlotte at Charlotte. They lost by 10 in that one. Then would he play 29 minutes and, and didn't score? Don't know what that's about. Um, I'm not going to say that his injuries is, is, is starting to wear him down or anything like that, but um, I'll just chalk that up to maybe just, I mean, it happens. Everybody has an out-of-sync night. But to play 29 minutes and, and score, not score from a scorer, I mean, that's, that's a little alarming. And then their next loss was they got blown out by the Heat. Um, but still, the Heat, even though they got – and in the loss to the Hornets, they still held the Hornets under 100. Basically, they only scored 87, but they held them under 100. The Heat had one – it was 112-97. Um, and 112 in today's NBA is not bad, but you got to do better than 97. And that game, um, Jimmy Butler went off. He had uh, 32 or something like that, 30s. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Uh, I mean, he yeah, he like went off. Points and yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dinwiddie had 16 in that game. Bill had 21. So they, them two guys, as the lead scorers, have to do better. But then the other guys have to pick up the slack. They have other scorers on this team. We should be able to pick up the slack when those guys aren't bringing. So. Yeah, because what's frustrating is I think they're like because because after the Charlotte game, I think um, uh, Coach Wes Unsell Jr. Um, like just ripped them and like like he just ripped into them and, and and fairly so they were playing really badly even at halftime and even at the end of the game. But I think like I'm I'm still hard. They're just trying to learn how to play together because even though they're trying they're doing new things they kind of gel but you know if they gel they're they're a very difficult team to guard and stop and do all the other all the other kind of like strategics to it but i also feel that they don't know how to kind of push on the gas pedal and they don't know how to like okay i can take a shot and be comfortable with instead of passing to Beal all the time or, or pass up a shot and pass or like take the three-pointer like sometimes you just sometimes you just take the easy shot so then it puts pressure on the other team to like, oh, if they score the two, I got to score at least a three or a two to get get us back in the game. But if you miss the shot, if you miss a three point shot, and you're in transition defense, you have to go back. Um, they, this guy's the limit, and their transition defense, I, I think, in the last game against the OKC, wasn't that great. It wasn't that great at all. They, they, they were making like easy shots, easy like lay ins. I mean, and it got a little bit tight towards the end, but. You can't do that against like very good teams. They'll blow like against Miami. I mean, I, I honestly thought they'll beat. Um, I thought I thought they would beat Charlotte the second time they played them. I honestly thought they'll beat them. Yeah, man. That, but, see that that's the thing. They they did lose to Miami, but then they came back and beat them at home. So you know, at least they got revenge. But they lost to Charlotte twice. I mean that yeah. that freaking sucks. Uh, they lost to them at home. Uh, Lamelo Ball and Rozier freaking have monster games against them. Not this was something I thought they had worked out as far as letting guards go off on them. But then those mm-hmm. two guys came in there and hammered them. Uh, and Bill and Dinwiddie struggled in that game. Montrez Hill had a monster game. He had twenty four and eighteen in that game. So I mean that's one where the starters weren't bringing it. But then the, the a bench guy picked. I mean he's mm-hmm. a starter now, but he's a, a really a bench guy. Picked up the Correct. slack. Um, then they lost. They got on the New Orleans. This is a game. I mean. Win or lose, it should have at least been close. They got obliterated in that one. Yeah, um, so it's Bill and Dinwiddie both played in that game too, and they got they yeah. got blown up. It's like, it's like the first quarter was like okay, decent, but then all of a sudden, like towards the end of the first quarter, Man, I'm like, that irks me. That irks me. Dinwiddie only had eleven in that one. You know, I wonder. 
um, if Dinwiddie being in and out of the lineup due to his uh, not playing back-to-backs is messing with the chemistry because he also didn't practice with the team in the offseason because he was coming back from the injury. So mm-hmm. I wonder if these – I mean, I, and I don't know if they're going to do that all season um, with him in and out on back-to-backs. Um, if they do, that might lead to this sort of inconsistency and lead to them only being a 500 team. But hopefully if he if he can be in the lineup consistently or, or move him to the bench if he's not always going to be there, I know they won't, but – I wouldn't have a guy who's not going to be consistently in the starting lineup starting because that, that just screws up chemistry and it's screwing him up. Zero points, like I said, in that one game against Charlotte. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got – I think um, the struggles are coming from just inconsistency in the, in the lineup every night. Um, but AY brought up a stat on the previous show that they have the best um, distance to defender on perimeter defense in the NBA. That's a geeky yeah. stat. But yeah. that shows that they're putting in the effort to stop three-point shots and maybe that's what's holding down those scores. And, and, you know, that's one, one thing they can build on. Could be. I also believe that, like, with – I mean, they're probably treading carefully with certain injuries. Um, I mean, even with Dimwee yeah. not in the lineup. But it just seems – something seems off, though, because, like, Dimwee can go off and have a 20-point night. And yeah. I, and I'm just not – I'm just like, why don't you just do it? Sometimes you have to be selfish. Yeah, Beal is there, but Beal understands that, like, hey, if you're taking pressure off of me, I'm okay with that now. Because yeah. they have scores to step up. Like, KCP was the one that saved them against Charlotte. I mean, I'm sorry, against um, uh, OKC. He was the one that took over it and had, yeah. had a double-double. Yeah, 20. 20 yeah, 20. So, yeah, so at the end of the day, like, sometimes maybe he maybe he's being too pass-happy or too – I think he's thinking – Who's that? Who's that? Oh, yeah. Dimwitty. Probably. And, and that comes from not being in the lineup night in and night out. Um, right. against the Thunder, he only had 10 points in that game. So yeah, that, he's 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 been up and down. And he, like you said, he's a guy who he can easily average 20 points a game, but yeah. it's just you know, he's not there every night. So I mean it is still early, but it is frustrating for fans to see like a team that you kind of be like, oh wow, because because those that those that crowd was amazing. I mean, it was amazing when they were here. Yeah, you had your sprinkle OKC fans or whatever. I mean I mean, I'm sorry. OKC was here over there. That was it was over. That was uh, that was there. That was that there. was there, right? Yeah. So when they were um, when they played against um, uh, New Orleans when it, when it was here, it was it was good. But you still have your little like you know your other. That was there. Of, the, that was in New Orleans too. That was oh okay. Why, why am I getting that mixed up today? Um, they had back to back home and aways with Miami and Charlotte. That's the those one, are yeah. their last yeah. two home games. Yeah. Miami yeah, I think so. But that, that's the thing, though, right? Like, it's like you'll see how they can progress and how you can you can envision this team. Yeah. But then when they have like these kind of losses, it's just like, man, like it's like, worrisome. They, yeah, it's like, are we going back to the old Wizards where like nothing is getting into their their into their mental status of what the because I like Aslan Jr. He's he's changed the culture, I could say. And but Tommy Shepard too. I'll give him credit yeah. for changing the culture too. Hundred percent, and it's just frustrating because we're always afraid they may revert back to where it was. And yeah, <laughs> but I the, just think it's just too, it's just early. The Washington curse is always creeping in the back of your mind, but they're still in fourth place in the East um, with the Nets, uh, Bulls, and Heat over them. Teams you expect to be up there. And now, of course, right behind them, you've got the Hornets are in fifth place. They're, I don't expect them to. Be, they're they're a good young team, but they'll probably end up around the eighth seed. Um, then you've got the Bucks, Hawks, and Knicks. Um, the Knicks, I think, will end up about seven, but the Bucks are going to go up. They're, they'll, I think, they'll end up with the top seed. Well, the Nets, they're, the Bucks will end up in second. Um, well, and I then you've got the Sixers lurking out there. Who knows what they'll do with Ben Simmons? And then the Celtics at um, at uh, nine and ten. 
So um, those teams, they won't end up at 9 and 10. Those will be playoff teams. So the Wizards have to lock in their position now with these early season games. They're, 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 tonight they've got Dallas, and Dallas is favored by uh, seven. I think, I think they can cover that, but I think they sh- this is a game they should win, and this is a game that proves that they're legit, and I think they will win tonight. Mm. It'll be it'll be a good. I mean, heck, it, it's at seven p.m. today, or, or is it ten? Um, your time, I think that's uh, it's in Dallas, so it could be later. Oh be, man, they're an hour um, behind you. Yeah. So. Okay, it's a late game tonight. That's okay. I'll still stay up. <laughs> but, With it being a Saturday, it might yeah, not be too late. And like, they usually play those earlier. Yeah, maybe eight o'clock. Maybe at eight, eight, eight o'clock. Well, hey, your time probably. Time, it is Dallas. Probably. Pro- I don't yeah. Saturday night. Maybe it could be prime time. I haven't checked, but oh yeah, TNT. Nah, maybe Saturday night would be cool. Saturday night. I think, uh, I, man, with it being early season, I don't know who has what, but I think ABC has the That's Saturday great. games. I could be wrong though. That's a guess. Oh, no, I think you're right. I think ABC check your local does listings. Have, I think ABC <laughs> has the week. Yeah, take a local listings. <laughs> I don't. But please watch. Yeah. Um, just to take the time out of our show, please subscribe and click on our link below whenever yeah. you do get a chance. Please follow us. Hit us up. There are many ways. Hit us up. Yeah. Yeah. We 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 we, we are open to the public. So if you guys want to comment yep. on our videos, tweet. We we'll, we'll tweet you back. Believe me, we've tweeted. We'll tweet you back. So you can get on with Buster Balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, Whatever you, we're here for you. So bring yeah, it. We'll have a healthy conversation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the Wizards was the topic I, I tweeted at uh, JP Finley when uh, him and B Mitch were on their show. I'm about the Wizards struggles. And he was talking about people like, are, is this who they really are? Are they regressing to the mean? Is this a reality check for the team? Like they're coming back to you know, 500 level where they actually should be. And I was like, no, um, I don't think so. I think who they really are is, is how they started the season. Um, just the inconsistency in the lineup has, has kind of screwed them up here. But I, like I said, tonight is when they get back on track and show that they're really this team, how they started the season. And I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up a top three seed because I oh, think that's who they really easily. are. They're not, this is not a 500 roster. This is a legit team. And they'll, they'll prove me right. I trust the that they'll prove is- me right. And the thing is with Bertans coming back, I mean, he was rusty. Bertans is rusty as anything. So when he comes back and he starts hitting them threes, gets a little bit more comfortable, then you have another potent weapon off the bench. And Rui's practicing. And I yeah, think I mean, another inconsistent spot in the in the lineup has been that 3-4 spot. So yeah. with Rui coming back, maybe he can move um, either KCP or Kuzma to the bench and right. then sure up the second unit. And then, yeah. you know. Because I, uh, I think what we talked about with KCP is better off coming off the bench as well. I mean, because with the mid-range, but... I think he is. I don't. I think he's happy with his starting role, but I think he, he I think coming off the bench is just a flat out. Hey, just go score. I think mm-hmm. that would be good for him. Right. Um, he might have some people. Lockdown defender. I so I mean, in defensive. He has a good size for yeah. his guard. Well, he's they're playing him at three. He's more of a mm-hmm. two, but um, for for his position, he has good size. So yeah, that's a, that's a pretty well like you know kind of comment on that and. To lead, so who do you think will win? So you you say the Wizards will cover the seven tonight, and I I, I wouldn't be surprised if they won outright. I, if I was betting, I'd just take them plus the seven. Gotcha. Not money line plus seven. Not money line, but just a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so should we lead into the Washington football team's big victory over Carolina? Yes, indeed. So I'll let you go and start us off. Man, I mean, I was. When, when when Cam scored the first touchdown, when they scored, I was like, uh-oh, this is not good. Like, this is not good. Yeah. I do not want them to take the upper hand. But I will have to say, Heineke played his Heine off. 
No he question about it. His hiney off in no a question. hostile crowd. We had our fans sprinkled in because Carolina and Virginia, they're all, yeah. they're all very similar. They're very close. And before before the Panthers went there, that was that was Redskins country. Um, oh, 100 percent it was Redskins. Before, before the Panthers came yep. into existence. I would say like Terry McLuhan, I mean, that man is the I, I will say the most underrated receiver in the NFL. I mean, he, no one gives him yeah. love because I don't think they they he gets the time he deserves. Um, he's up there with the the creme de la cremes in the league, like the Devontae Adams, the um the the the, the guy from Minnesota, even the Dallas receiver. Jefferson or, or Thielen. Thielen uh, Minnesota's as as two legit receivers. I will say Jefferson. I think Thielen is on a little bit of a like, kind of like a downturn because they don't they don't use him as much as they used to. Well, they try to they they've been trying well. I will say they've been trying to hide Kirk with the running game, but Kirk is his numbers this season. He's been playing at an, an elite level, like mm. top three quarterback numbers. He's balling. See, but that's the thing, though. He he's a stat guy, though, right? He just fills up, but he but the games and like. But he usually he, does that in losses, and their record is good. So yeah, he's I mean, he's bringing the playoffs, it. Playoffs, right? Yeah, well, we'll they're the they're they're in the driver's seat right now. Yeah, they just so, beat Green Bay. That's true. And what really surprised me the most is the way the defense played. Yeah. They had a great, great plan. I mean, yes, I mean they blitzed, and which they should have been doing from the beginning to take that off. None of this, um, you know, soft shell defensive kind of yeah. I, I call it. But um, they they had a great game plan. That last play when um, Cameron Curl restricted McCaffrey, hands down. And when that fourth and what fourth and two play when it was Heine like fourth and two, fourth and three, something like fourth that. and two, fourth and three. When he passed to. Um, Oh God! Why is his name missing? Like, um, kind of. He, I think he passed to his tight end, um, but he kind of pulled a breast, Brett Favre esque kind of play, and, and people are like, no, he didn't catch well. Like, he caught that ball. I, I, I mean, as as we said in the in, in the beginning of the show, he's showing that he can play in this league, and he's learning from his mistakes. Yeah. The the question Absolutely. now being, when the draft comes. Do you draft another quarterback? Because you still got Fitzgerald, and I think Fitzgerald may be the starter. But the way Heineke's been playing, you can't move away from him because the team responds. Like, like when you have something in a person, do you want to move away? Because, like, he has that it factor. You can't teach that. Like, you can't teach that. I mean, but if he doesn't make those same mistakes down the line with in those crucial games. I'm looking then at his contract. Play. I want to see if he's on the contract for next year. Because he should uh, he should be on the roster next year. Heineke uh, or if it's Heineke. I want to see if he's uh I, I think he's on a one-year deal. I, I may be wrong. I feel like that. he is too. Let me see. Yeah, like because because my because the question goes around now is because the line's playing hell, I mean, hella good. I mean, they're that surprisingly, I mean, they've not that many sacks. Uh, so they, he's under contract for next year, and that's good. He he has to be on this roster next year, yeah, he whether he's the starter or not. Um, if it's me, if it's my team, I'm absolutely using my first pick on a quarterback. Now, mm. Heideke can be the bridge between the future and, and next season, or he can go out there, like finish up this season strong, go out next season and lock the job down. And then you've just got to you've, – you've drafted a solid backup for him. But you have to use your first pick on a quarterback, and you have to use your second pick on the offensive side of the ball too. They've got needs on defense. This is a scoring league. I'm not drafting defense anymore 
that's why I wouldn't have made. I like Chase Young as a as a person. I guess I don't know. I don't know the dude, but he seems fine. Um, but I wouldn't. Have, I'm not drafting defensive players that high in an offensive league. Sorry, really. Just me. I'm I'm not doing that. I'm not saying I would have drafted Justin Herbert. Who knew he was going to be that guy? That's but I would have drafted offensive side of the ball. I'm not using number. You you don't get number two picks every year. I'm not using that pick on a on a defensive side of the ball. Sorry, I'm yeah. not a defense. Because see, for me, like if I had to draft somebody that high, like if if you knew it's going to be there, like I would have built the line first, the defense, the offensive line first to protect yeah. your QB. Yeah. I mean, without that offensive people, because the way because I go back to the old when the Texans drafted Derek Carr. Derek Carr. I say this to this day, would have been a very good quarterback in the league if he had a very good line. He would have at least had his brother's career because talent for talent, they're they're very similar, but you would Mm -hmm. never know it because he never had an offensive line. And that's what ran Andrew Luck out of the league, never having an offensive line. His career only lasted. Oh, is that that the reason, too? He was just, he got got murdered. And he had, like, splained injuries. I mean, that's because Indy never built the line around him. Yeah, and that that cool. injuries ran him out of the league. He didn't. Yeah. He had no interest in taking a pounding anymore. He had just signed a hundred forty million dollar contract. Contract ended up getting every penny, even though he retired. Because the Colts yeah, honored the, the Colts honored the deal. They didn't have to, yeah. but they they did the right thing by their guy. And, and you know, I mean, they had to. That, but I'll tell you this: if Heine, if Heineken can still, if if they beat Seattle, if they beat Seattle at home, he has solidified the starting job for next year. You think oh, so? Actually, if, if he beats Dallas twice, if he oh, beats yeah. Dallas twice, I mean, you that, he's my favorite QB ever. If he does that, hey, yeah, I mean, I'll buy a jersey if he beats Dallas twice. I will buy a, I'll buy a, you'll buy a Heineke jersey. I, y'all, y'all hear me? I will buy a Heineke jersey if he beats Dallas twice. Wow, and this is and coming I, from a, this is coming from the guy that says he will never wear another person's name on his back. That's right, but I'll do it, wow. and I'll do it, and I'll do it proud. Wow. And I'll buy a Washington football team Heineke jersey, even though they're changing their name. I'll do it. If he beats Dallas twice, I will do it and I will send I will post a receipt on Twitter so y'all can see that I did it. And I'll and I'll wear the jersey on, on the next hey, shout out to Taylor Heineke. If you're listening or get a glimpse of beat this, Dallas twice. Yes, beat the, if you can, beat Dallas twice, and my brother I'll will rock wear your jersey. Your jersey. I'll rock your jersey. I, as a matter of fact, I'll wear it on every show for the rest of the season. Oh, oh, they beat Dallas twice news today. Wow, Michigan versus Ohio State was there, but this has to top it. I would, I have known, I would not have thought my brother would say that today. I, I did not even think about. I, I wouldn't even thought about it. that. That doesn't even enter my head. Because two dollars oh, wins is a super. That equals a Super Bowl win. So that's also true. Let's but if you look at it right, that's what I wanted to get to. Um, since Dallas lost, which was Oh my God, that was great because it opens up the NFC East now. I, I mean, do you feel that with the with the Dallas loss, the Washington win? Um, I think the, I think Philly plays tomorrow. Um, if they play the Giants, loses, uh, I don't know. I think they do. Yeah. Do they play the Giants? I can confirm that just a second here. Um, y'all play some elevator music in the background, so you can, but give me just a second here. Uh, I want to see the line on that too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's Philly. Philly is at New York, um, and Philly's favorite, um, yeah, favorite three and a half. But if the Giants win, that opens up the, the, the NFC East. If Philly loses, it opens up the yeah, because Philly's Philly is above the, the Washington football team as far as record. Um, no, they're not. I thought, I thought, um, since I thought they, I thought we're up, I thought we're like the third thing, right? 
Let's see. I think Philly's in second place, but let me let me confirm. Yeah, Philly, no, you're right. Philly's in second, and then we're in third. Because yeah, the, the Giants don't have a better record than we do, do they? No, 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 no not the Giants. No, they stink. Oh yeah, that's what well, Philly, Philly, one game worse. They're three and seven. Uh, Washington's four and six. <laughs> Philly's five and six. So Philly has a half game lead over Washington. Now, what Awad said um, on that pre- on our previous show was absolutely right. Cam does not like to fit those tights, those tight squeezes. Um, those he likes to try. He likes but, to try, but he he, he, he doesn't have that kind of timing. No, nah, he he does, and, and it showed. It, it literally showed in, in the game. I mean, he hit one or two. I mean, you expect to hit him one or two. I'll but, give him credit because it was his first start back, but that you know that's not football. He should be trying to play, in my opinion. Mm. He has the arm for it, but he he's never had the the, the timing down to make those kinds of throws. So, well, what did you my think opinion. about the game? Um, like you said, I mean, it was one of those. They clearly could have gone either way, and um, Cam had a chance there at the end with the short fourth down that the defense came through on and got the sack. So, um, you know, if they don't, if they don't, I mean, they stepped up and made the play. But if they don't, that game really could have gone down to, to Carolina winning it. Um, and I, I don't think that this by any means speaks to where Cam is as a quarterback or where Carolina is as a team. I think they still make the playoff run. And still end up um, making noise there in that division because that's that division's having some struggles. But um, as as a game, um, the past two weeks the Washington football team has played balanced football. You know, both sides, um, solid defense, and they're blitzing now because I think early in the season when you've got Sweat and you've got Young, um, Del Rio probably thought he didn't have to blitz, and um, he probably thought he could rely on those two guys. In my opinion, if you've got two lockdown, you know, dominant pass rushers. That's when you bring the blitz. Like, you bring the heat if you've got that. And he's out there, like, playing bland. Okay, I'm going to let these two guys do it, and I'll blame them if it doesn't work out. See, he now that they're both out, he knows if I don't blitz, I mean, it, then it's on me. It's on my scheme now. And so that's why he's bringing it now. That's why, yeah. that's why he switched landing Collins' position. All these changes, of course, are making a positive impact on that side of the ball, and they could have been doing these same things all year. So I'm not letting him off the hook. I'm not letting him off the hook. He needs no. to keep bringing it. Yeah. So I agree with you on that point because it, 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 in our heads, we're like, if you have two, one of the two youngest and best bookends in the league, defensive ends, why don't you bring an extra man? Who are they going to block? I mean, it's just statistics. It's just simple math. Two people can't block one person. Like, or, or two people coming in the same hole, the same gap. I mean, at the end of the day, like you have to choose as an offensive lineman and a, and a running back. If you choose wrong, it, it's a sack or a hurry up yep. or an interception or or something happens. Some 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 like disbursement happens. Like it's some some crazy play can happen in your favor. But I think he he felt that I, 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 maybe maybe I could be wrong, but correct me. Mm. I think he didn't want to blitz too early because he knew his secondary was struggling. And he knew his linebackers weren't as good than they are now. Like, I mean, because as games progress, you should learn, like, you know, bits and pieces. So if he did bring yeah. an extra guy, he may thought, like, giving up the bigger the bigger play may be a back-breaking kind of, you know, like, bend but don't break. But I think if, when he did that, it kind of hurt them, too, is because the big plays were happening regardless. Yeah, I think that's a fair assumption, and I think that's probably – what he was thinking um play maybe bend but don't break football don't don't take a chance to give up the big plays but i think if you're not bringing any pressure that's going to expose your secondary 
You mm-hmm. let quarterback stand back there all day, pat the ball, pat the ball, try to find open man. No, no defender, no matter so Jalen Ramsey, who people think is the top corner, no defender is stand with the receiver while the quarterback is standing there dancing around because the receiver right. knows where the play is or where it's supposed to be. The quarterback knows where he's going. The defender doesn't. So you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta bring pressure and give the give your DBs a shot. If you're not bringing pressure, it's over for the secondary, no matter who you yeah. have in. I, I I I could really I I could see that yeah because because at the end of the day if you give a quarterback all the time in the world he, he's going to find somebody you get Daniel Jones trash quarterbacks like that time <laughs> they're going to make a play so you, you can't do that you, you pressure Brady and he'll make mistakes so you got to yeah. bring the heat wow yeah I mean geez so what who do you we've have got for we've got back? like three minutes left in the show because the game is about to start so we can. So we can, I guess, I guess we can go ahead and make picks. Uh, they've got uh, Seattle this week, so we can make our picks on that, and maybe touch on a couple of other things before we wrap up. Yeah, I'm going to say um, team by 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 touchdown. Let's see team what the line seven. is. I forget. I knew it. I probably put money on it, but I forget what the line uh, is. Uh, yeah. The line is uh, oh, um, Washington's favorite by one, so it's pretty much a pick 'em game. Yeah. Um, at home, I don't think this game will be close. I think Washington's going to go out there and, and handle business. Really, um, Seattle is oh. a team in shambles. Um, mm. They're gonna go, and, and if it's bad enough, they could start talking. Like Pete Carroll could be on the hot seat, and I wouldn't be surprised if, if Washington just went up there and blew the doors off of them. Um, mm. Double digit win, double digit score win. Um, they're gonna handle business. Um, they could they could grind it out, or they could uh, drop bombs on them because the Seattle's defense is so bad. And then Russ is coming off the injury; he's still rusty. Um, their offense hasn't been in sync. I think the defense will show well, um, pressure him into mistakes. I, I think they'll handle uh, double digit. I think they win easily. Double digits, okay. Yeah, I'm being very conservative by saying seven because <laughs> the last few games have shown that you know you think they'll blow the doors off, but they didn't. But I will say this: with their with their new field goal kicker, they they can't they will win by they will win at least by double digits. But if they do something stupid like don't pressure, don't do anything, is the game here or in Seattle? I think it's here, right? Yeah, in DC. Monday night. Ooh, oh man, it's it's going to be it's going now. To be their history on on primetime games hasn't been good, but that was with Kirk Cousins, so he's gone, right. of course. So well, I think I think they'll handle business. Well, with Ron Rivera, there. I mean, we're we're we're. I think we're really good on primetime games. I don't think we've lost a primetime game since he's coached. Hmm. They're they're yeah. they'll handle business. Yeah. Um, we can touch on another monster game on the schedule. Yeah. Um, it's uh, Green Bay uh, taking on the Rams at home. Uh, the uh, Rams in Green Bay, um, that that could be a, a, a NFC deciding game for the for the top seed. Um, what do you think? What are you thinking about that game? So, with Aaron Rodgers' foot, I think the Rams will will pull off a win in Lambeau. Even though um, Stafford has struggled significantly in the last couple of games, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, if his foot's healthy by Monday, by this week or whatever, it, they'll have a chance, but I don't think it's going to be. And I think the, the, the Rams are kind of getting tired of getting bullied around and pushed around the last couple of games. And, they're, and then people, are, people that were talking great about them are talking not so great about them and that they have a chip on their shoulder. And knowing Rodgers, he he threw four he, he threw four touchdowns the last game, and people are like, "You lost that game," so he probably will have a chip to say, "You know what? I'm going to come out and beat these guys like severely." So for me, it's a toss up, but I will say the Rams will pull it out by by at least three. In and uh, Green Bay is is getting two points. The Rams favorite by two in Green Bay, which is to me is a little that line is a little weird, a little fishy. 
Um, you got the Rams. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a, I hate Stafford as a QB. I don't like what the Rams are doing, trying to build a super team. But I, I, I think they go in there and win. Um, and I don't think is I think they win in spite of Stafford. He's going to make some mistakes, but I think the games will be the game will be close enough in the end that their defense will make something happen and cause a turnover or something to go in and win the game. I think they win, yeah. and um, they 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 cover their too. They're, they're going to win that. Um, last thing, we've got one minute left. Last game, there's another monster game on the schedule, and it's a monster game because Indianapolis has been playing so well um, here lately with their running game. And even even Wentz has been making some plays somehow. They've got Tampa Bay um, coming up, so that that is another game that that's a make or break for Indy in their season. And then Tampa Bay is going to tell where they really are as a team. What are you thinking about that one? Let me see what the line is. The line is uh, Tampa's favorite by three in, in three and a half in Indianapolis. Yeah, and half, that's I was about to say. I'm going to pick Tampa because Brady ain't going to lose again. Like he, I mean, uh, I, I, I think it might be a blowout. In all honesty, I think it may be a blowout because. Uh, well, actually, it can't be because uh, Vita Vea went down in the game against the against the team. I think there's some injuries on that on that defensive line, but offensively, it, it's going to be a shootout. If because if Wentz can't throw that ball, Tampa Bay is going to win easily by two scores, easily by two scores. Because yeah, they, the yeah, if they try to make it a shootout, Tampa Bay is going to destroy them. They have yeah. to keep the ball out of Wentz's hands. He will make mistakes yeah. against that defense. That's a good defense. Right. I think Gronk and Antonio Brown practiced this week. I'm, I think they're both back. Not 100% sure. If they're both back, Tampa wins easily. Um, if neither one of yeah. them play, um, Indy can win this game with their running game. So I'm, I'm going to hedge my pick there. If those guys play, I'm, I'm taking Tampa. If they don't, <laughs> yeah. close game, Indy can pull it out. Yeah. I, I mean, it's in Indy, right? Yeah. It's in Indy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still taking Tampa by three. Still taking Tampa by three. Yeah, so that means they don't. That means they don't cover then. So if you're going to put your bets in based on Harisha's pick, you got to take Indy. Indy plus yeah. three and a half. Yeah. And he's getting three and a half at home, and uh, home dogs are usually pretty pretty yeah, good. Don't guys. don't go by me. I'm, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> hey, if you if you can get a home underdog, especially a team that's been hot, that's not a bad bet. So really, okay, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, y'all, it's been a great show. Um, I'll kick it to, to Harish. Go go ahead and wrap us up and close us out. Um, yeah. This is Dale kicking it to Harish, and uh, peace out, y'all. On my end. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us on this mon- on Sunday on Saturday morning. Go blue, let's go Michigan. Yes, indeed, let's go. Let's go for a good day of college games and NFL games tomorrow. Yes, and thank uh, you all for joining us. Subscribe. Peace. Yep. Peace and love. Get us up. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace thank y'all.